0: For visiting the sanctuary fellowship we pray the following message will be encouraging to you listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the creator well amen uh, uh pastor steve didn't even know that we've been doing a series on on elijah and so we've been talking about the elijah chronicles for the last weeks and weeks and so i received that anointing amen so would you please welcome Pastor Gary, our associate, to come deliver it today. All right. Thank you. Amen. Well, as Pastor George just said, he's been speaking about the life of Elijah, going through the phases of his life. And, and Brother Stephen here was just talking about the Elijah anointing, and that sounds good, right? Elijah prospered in, in times of lack when no one else had anything God provided for him. He was able to confront the powers of hell and destroy them. He stood up for God. He won great battles. But, but there's something else about the Elijah anointing. He, he, how, many, he, how many of you would like to be chased by a king for three and a half years? How, ma- how many of you would like to sit by a brook? To, because that was the only water that was left with nobody to talk to. See, Elijah had to learn to wait on the Lord. See, if you want the glory, we want the power, we want the provision. But how many of us are willing to wait for it? How many of us are willing to still be faithful, still keep on going with God, continue to walk in the blessing, even even when you don't see anything? See, God provided for him, but he had long times of waiting, waiting for God's promises to come to pass. Pastor George also spoke about Obadiah. And you know what his ministry was? Going into the caves and feeding the prophets who are about to be killed. Hiding them. How would you like to have the prophetic anointing? Hiding in a cave because nobody liked you, because they didn't like the message and they want to kill you. See, sometimes we don't give the full gospel, sometimes we talk about the blessing and the power and and, on the provision and the prosperity but there's more to it than that so i'm going to read now from isaiah chapter 40 starting in verse 27 and some of this is a familiar passage for most of you but i'm going to start on verse 27 why do you say o jacob and speak o israel my way is hidden from the lord And my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not weary. They shall walk and not faint. And that's what I want to speak about today, waiting on the Lord. And we all know this part of the promise, that if we wait on God, if we wait for Him to show up, if we don't just step out into the things that we want, if, if, we're, not, if we're not content with our will, and we're going to wait for God. See, things can get hard. Because I'm going to read verses 1 and 2 again, but I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. It says, God has lost track of me, he doesn't care what happens to me see the Bible's real the Bible doesn't pull any punches they're not trying to be phony God lays it all out and there are many people many people in the body of Christ and I've been there too say God you forgot about me see it's one thing to say we're waiting on the Lord and that could be easy for a little while right a few weeks go by somebody loses their job and two weeks go by and it's they're all excited cutting out the one ads. but what about when months start to go by and sometimes years go by and we're waiting you're waiting for for the job you're waiting for the financial breakthrough you're waiting for the raise you're waiting for your husband or wife to change you're waiting for your son or daughter to to stop being rebellious and angry. Whatever it is you're waiting for, if you're waiting for a husband or a wife, sometimes waiting gets hard over time. And, and what, did, what did he say again? I'm going to read it again. God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. See, when time passes, you know what happens a lot of times? We forget about the who God really is. We lose track of his heart for us. We begin to think, well, maybe his promises aren't true anymore. Maybe it's never going to happen. Why did God forget about me? I'm never going to find that husband. I'm never going to have the money I need. See, I, I've been around long enough, and I've heard that many times from the people of God. But you know what? Waiting is, part, is just as much part of being a child of God as the blessing is. Just as much as God wants to prosper you, waiting on the Lord, there's purpose in it. And I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. But first, I want to go to another scripture matthew chapter 11 verse 2 and you don't need to turn to it i'll read matthew 11 verse 2 this was about john the baptist now the bible says that of all the prophets up to the time of jesus john the baptist was greatest he was more than a prophet he was a mighty man of god a man of holiness he walked in the ways of the lord But you know what happened to him? Because he spoke truth, because he refused to compromise, he got thrown into prison. And again, that might be okay for a little while. Oh, I'm being persecuted for the Lord. But you know what happened? Months start to go by, and years start to go by. And he wrote, let let me read this, about a, um, a message that he sent to Jesus. It says, When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. And the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. In other words, a mighty John the Baptist, the one who who came to proclaim the coming of Jesus, was put into jail and time started to go by and he sent a letter to Jesus. Are you really who you say that you are? Are you really God? Are you really the Messiah? See, it was easy for him when he was out ministering in power and the fire of God was all over him. It was easy easy to be a Christian then. It was easy to be a child of God when he was walking in great victory. But all of a sudden he was in prison and weeks and months and years started to go by. And he started to question, Jesus, are you really who you say that you are? Are you really God? Are your promises really true? Or is there somebody else I need to wait for? And you know what? Jesus, he sent a message back. He said, tell John the Baptist that the the sick are, are being healed. The blind eyes are opening. Deaf ears are opening up. In other words, in the middle of your situation, in the middle of your time of waiting, God is still God. In the middle of your trial, in the middle of your difficulty that seems like it's going on and on, that doesn't change who God is. He's still on the throne, and His promises are still true. And everything that He said He's going to do, He's going to do in your life. The amount of time you have to wait does not change the very character and love and the heart of God for you. See, He, He loves you. And just because you're going through a trial, you're going through a long period, that it seems like nothing's going to change. It doesn't change anything in God's plans, but there's purpose in it. Why, Why does God cause us to wait? Why does he make us go through all that stuff? You know, people who are not Christians, people who don't go to church, they ask me that all the time. Well, if he's a good God, why does he allow his people to go through all this stuff? Right? I want to try to answer that right now. Why does God cause us to wait? Even though there are many reasons, I'm going to give th- three reasons right now. And the first reason is in Second Chronicles chapter 32, verse 30. And I'm going to read it. This is about King Hezekiah. He was one of the great, righteous kings of Israel. Last week, Pastor George was reading about King Ahab, who was one of the meanest, vilest kings ever on the face of the earth. But this is King Hezekiah, a man of God, a man of righteousness. So this is what it says. It was Hezekiah who blocked the upper outlet of the Gion Spring, and channeled the water down to the west side of the city of David. He succeeded in everything he undertook. But when envoys were sent by the rulers of Babylon to ask him about the miraculous sign that had occurred in the land, listen to this, God left him to test him and to know everything that was in his heart. See, up to then, everything Hezekiah did worked great. He defeated every enemy. Everything he he put his hand to was blessed. Everything he did prospered. Every business he started took off. Until what happened one day? The envoys or messengers came from Babylon. Now, Babylon was one of the most wickedest, scariest, gigantic nations in, in the history of the world. They eventually took over the world, their kingdom. And all of a sudden, they showed up at his doorstep. And the word, say, it doesn't say there that the power of God came upon him like Samson and he kicked him out. It doesn't say that. It says, God left him in order to test him and know everything that was in his heart. Here's what this means. Up to then, it was easy to be a man of God. Right? Just like John the Baptist in ministry, this king it said he succeeded in everything he did. He defeated every enemy. He walked in the blessing. He walked in the favor of God. Walked in the sunshine, everything was wonderful. So you know what God did? It says he left him. Now it doesn't mean he literally left him. God will never leave you or forsake you. But what happened was all of a sudden he lifted the sense of his presence off of him. All of a sudden, it seemed like God was far away. You ever been a time in your life, maybe some of you are there right now, where it seems like God is far away, where it seems like He forgot you. It seems like you haven't felt His presence. Well, one reason is given here. Why did God do that? Because He wanted to test Him. He wanted to test His heart. He, he wanted to see if he would still love them in, in the bad times as much as he did in the good times. He wanted to know, do you love me the way that you say you do when you sing those love songs? When you say, God, I worship you. Are you still going to worship when you don't see anything? When the enemy is at your doorstep? When it, when it seems like you'll never have the money that you need. When it seems like you'll never get married. When, when it seems like your husband or wife will never change. Are you still going to love me? God wants to know. See, God's asking every one of you right now. Do you, how much do you love him? Do you love him when you see nothing as much as when he, be, he answers your prayers? Even when you got awake. See, it's all about your heart. God is after your heart. And he tests us. He'll never give you more than you can stand, the Bible says. He will never give you more problem than you can deal with. And sometimes you'll find out you could deal with a lot more than you thought you could. But God is going to test you. How, How much do you really, really love him? When, when, the, when His presence seems far away, when it seems like you're going through a desert, are you still going to praise me, God wants to know? Are you still going to worship me? God is asking every one of you. See, in Psalm 26, 2, King David said to the Lord, Test me. Oh, Lord, and try me, examine my heart and my mind. And God is doing that. He's looking for true worshipers, true lovers, people who will love him no matter what. When it looks like you're going to lose your job any second, will you still come here on Sunday and jump and dance and worship him and say, God, I love you, I thank you for the blessings. Sometimes we go through hard things and God allows it because he wants to know what you're really made out of. The second reason that God causes us to wait is because the Bible says that waiting builds character. It builds patience. It builds perseverance. In other words, God wants to raise you up to a man or woman of God who's not going to give up at the first sign of trouble. He, he's looking for people who are going to endure, that you're going to go to the end, that you're going to be a soldier, that you're going to keep on fighting, you're going to keep on going. And we don't learn that in the good times. We don't learn that in the easy times. There's a song by Andre Krauss, and he said, If I never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve him. What, what happens with children? You tell me, what happens with children when you always give them everything they want when they want them? How do they, what, are, what are they like when they get older? When every time you meet every need right there, right now, how do those children act when they get older? Spoiled, right? Spoiled? as soon as they don't get their way, even when they're grown-ups, oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. (laughs) I'm not your friend anymore because I'm used to always getting everything. It always comes easy. God's not looking for spoiled children. God is looking for sons and daughters who are going to endure that we're going to go to the end. I'm believing, God, that not one of you sitting here today That ten years from now, you're not going to say, oh, I gave up. It was too hard. I'm believing that not one of you, and I just decree that over you right now, in Jesus' name, that not one of you is going to give up. See, God, you're in training right now. You've been going through a hard time with a purpose. God is building your character. He's teaching you to be patient. So many people that I've dealt with over the years, they go into a business, or they go into a ministry, or they start college. And as soon as it gets hard, they say, oh, this can't be God. He doesn't want me to go through this. See, God wants to put iron in your bones. That's what the Bible says, iron in your bones. He, he's looking for a people that are going to rise up and take ground and you're not going to quit. You're not going to give up. And he's teaching you how to do it and he's doing it in the midst of your difficulty. And the third reason is that God teaches you to live victoriously through learning to wait on him. In Isaiah 30, verse 15, it says, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. Only in returning to me and resting in me will you be saved. In quietness and confidence is your strength. So you learn when you wait on God that that's where you, you learn how to be victorious. You learn how to rest in Him because He's the one that fights for you. You know where the Bible says is the safest place to be hidden in God? It's okay, you say today, but I feel weak. I feel like I can't make it. Things are so hard. You're in the right place in God. Because in your weakness, God's strength is made perfect. He's teaching you how to be a conqueror, how to be victorious. Sometimes God is is causing you to wait because he has to prepare the situation first. I remember years ago, I was praying for this job. And, And I didn't get the job, and I was so upset. But you know what happened? They hired someone else who only lasted a month. They got fired and then, and then the and then I was hired. In other words, God had to do something first. God had to prepare the circumstances. Some of you are waiting for a husband or a wife, and they're not ready yet. So you know what we do instead? You know what the people of people do? They say, "Well, God's taken too long. I'll just I'll just begin to stop waiting for Him." Amen. So. If you're, if you're here today and you're single, just going to say it one more time. Guard your heart. Wait for the one that God has for you. Don't settle. Don't compromise. God has ordained the, the one. But I've seen so many single people, they, they just don't want to wait. And they just, they just take the whoever comes along. God is calling you to wait. And that's not only true in marriage. Wait for the right job. Wait for the right ministry opportunity. Whatever it is in your life, don't settle, but wait upon God. Because those who wait upon the Lord, you will rise up like an eagle. But you got to wait for His perfect will. And while you wait, we don't get depressed. We don't get angry at God. We don't point a finger and say, is there somebody else? Maybe you're not really God. But we keep on trusting. We keep on hoping. We keep on praying. See, see, Pastor George has been talking a lot about Elijah. How many of you are going to have the Elijah anointing that you're going to keep on going when the king is after you? When people don't like you, they don't like your message, they don't like who you are. They didn't want to receive him. When he had a hide, when he was lonely, he was all by himself. But he kept on pressing through, kept on believing that God is going to come through. How, how many of you out there, that's you. You want that anointing today. You're they, saying, no matter what, no matter what. Even if, if, if I open my refrigerator and there's nothing in it, I'm believing God. Because he's my provider. If there is no job to go to, if my car breaks down, if I lose everything, am I still going to praise him, believing that he's going to give me double and triple and tenfold everything the enemy has stolen from me? See, that's your God. There's purpose in your waiting, just like there was with Elijah. Because when it was all over, he totally destroyed all the powers of hell. And God is going to raise up every one of you, if you're willing to wait. If, If you're willing to let God build that character in your heart. If you're willing to say, God, my life is open. Do have your way in me. See, if you want the power, you want the prosperity. You turn on Christian TV, all you hear is prosperity. I believe in prosperity. But how many of us are saying, God, I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to give all. That's Christianity. I'm willing to give all because I know that God's going to come through. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's not a rewarder of those who give up and quit and walk away. But God is turning you into a mature woman, a mature man, a soldier, a man of might, a a woman that's going to totally destroy all hell. I want to ask for the worship team to come back. I'm going to read one more scripture. See, when when you settle for what's good sometimes good is the enemy of God's best don't settle for oh that seems good oh this is that's not what God has for me but that's okay no go for the best no matter what how long you got to wait and as they come up i'm going to read one more scripture and this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible in Psalm 66 and I'm gonna start in verse 10 for you O God tested us you refined us like silver you brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs you let men ride over our heads we went through fire and water but you brought us to a place of abundance. How many of you could say, I've been going through fire and water? How many of you could say, I've had a heavy burden on my back? And even more than that, how many of you could say, men have walked over my head? I'll tell you, I'll be the first one. Men have walked over my head many times. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians that you might be struck down. That you're pressed from every side. But in the midst of all that, God is bringing you into a place of abundance. If you'll only endure, if you'll only wait on Him, as we get ready to worship, this is what I want to ask you. If you're saying, I'm going through the fire. I'm going through the water. Men have rolled over my back. I've been beat up, lied to, abandoned. But God, I'm going to worship you to the end. I'm willing to pay the price. I'm going to ask you to stand right now. If you're saying, God, I'm going to worship you no matter what. And just as a sign to the enemy, I'm going to ask you to join me right here and right now as a sign to the enemy that he can't have you. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org God bless